Alright, hello everybody and welcome once again to the center of infinity. This is EK the DJ alongside Miss Courtney. Oh, and you use the mic I muted. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Of course, of course, of course, you'd pick the one I just like. I was like, okay, her <laughs> mouth is closer to that one, so that's the one I'll, I'll turn. Well, up. see, <clears throat> see, like a couple episodes ago, I was dying, and now you're the one dying. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, I that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, this one's in front of my face, but then I was like, oh, but I usually use that one. So. <laughs> I completely understand. So we were just on opposite ends of the spectrum It's today. okay. We're back on the same page. <laughs> That's the important thing. All right. A couple listeners popping into the chat room. Um, I, w- I will do my best to be interactive in the chat room. Um, you know, the only thing I, I really love, the, the Mixler app that we use when we're live. Um, yeah. The only, the only downside to the Mixler app is it doesn't give us a true representation of how many people are actually listening right um it only really shows us people that are mixed listening on the mixler webpage or who have logged into the chat room uh it doesn't show people that are listening through a third-party app or through the link on the website or through um uh the job the java player or whatever so like i feel like the listeners are like oh like well there's there's one other person listening and no trust me there's more than just those (laughs) of you that are in the chat room um and plus, uh, you can also, if you if you don't listen to us live, we are on iTunes and, and Google Play and, and all, all the places, Google Podcasts, all the places where you can subscribe to podcasts. Um, you know, you just search Center of Infinity, you can find us there and subscribe. And then if you miss the live broadcast, you can always, you know, catch catch us on your commute in the morning or while you're at work if you listen to the podcast while you're working like I do. All of those things are true, and I promise you that we are much cooler than one or two listeners. One or two listeners, most definitely cooler <laughs> than that. We we are we we have like seven. I know, it, <laughs> at least. Actually, our subscribership has been steadily growing. We're only uh, this is our this is episode five, mm-hmm. um, and uh, our subscribership on uh, on our RSS feeds uh, has been slowly slowly trickling up and up and up. Hey, um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's always great. So tonight's episode. Tonight's episode is about elves, mm-hmm. fairies, and sprites. Yes. Um, so once again, this is this is this is an only an hour long show. Um, these are these three separate things: elves, fairies, and sprites. Um, they could easily each be one full show, several full shows on each individual thing. Indeed. And we might do that later on down the line. But, you know, tonight we're just kind of kind of you know, keep it light, keep it airy, keep it fun. Yeah, it always leaves room for uh other things. Yeah. Let your imagination kind of mull it over for a minute until, <laughs> until we can dive deep deeper at a later time. Very true. So before we get started, how was your week? Um uh, drab and and oh. and lacking treats. Oh, lacking treats, he says. Um, so I can't wait for the halfway point of the show. Yeah, that's the best part. Um, good, good well, week, good week in general. Spent, spent. I, I always, I, I get, I get to spend a lot of time with my son. I'm fortunate. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a, I have a job that allows me to have my evenings free, um, and my weekends free. So, so my day job that is. Uh, so I get to spend a lot of time. I get to spend a lot of time with my son, and I, I I enjoy that. And he's getting more and more talkative. He's uh, two and a half years old now, um, 
so we're having conversations and, and it's it's nice. It's just nice. That's so exciting. How was your week? Oh, it was great. I got a new job. What? Yeah, so I'm going to be starting uh, a different job here in at a couple the, weeks. At the same company or? No, it's with a different company. Oh, no. But but it's it's a good move though. Well, that's um, Yeah, it's definitely an upwards move. So that's good. So I'm really excited to start that. Okay, so let's go ahead and get on into this. Elves, fairies, and sprites. So the first article that we're going to talk about comes to us from the New York Times. So it must be true, just in case you didn't know. Um, so there was a person who spent five years traveling Traveling to Iceland to explore the world of mythological folklore creatures. That um, sounds like a cool adventure. I would I would totally love to do that. I would love that. The real question is, is did he get paid? Is that a job? Can I do that? And get paid? Yes, on a regular basis. Can we find can we do some can somebody research that for us, please? <laughs> can, we, can we take pictures of invisible creatures for funsies? For funsies <laughs> okay. Um, Bego Anton. Yeah. Has I don't know how to say it. it's Bego B E G O Bego 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 Mayego. Maybe. <laughs> Anton, because the accents over the O. Anton. Mm-hmm has spent five years traveling to Iceland to explore the world of mythical folklore creatures. Ooh. And the people who believe in them. And 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 I'm just not like saying like people superstitious people is like, oh yeah, I believe in ghosts. No, like they like legit like believe in them. Yeah, like this is their jam. So um, this first article, it's a New York Times article, and it is it is laden with um, photography that from from this guy who this that stuff. I think guy, girl, guy. I I believe it's a male. She no she. Oh she, there we go. She, hey, they go Anton can't see elves, but that doesn't mean she didn't try to photograph them. She. Hmm. Bego, bego, <laughs> bego, bego. I don't know. I got it. It bothers me that I don't know what it, what the correct pronunciation of it is. It's okay. She'll forgive you. I'm sure. What if she doesn't? <laughs> what if she listens and she's like, "That son of a bitch!" Can't say my name correctly. How dare? Well, dang. Hopefully, it doesn't work that way. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on it not working that way. Okay. Well, um. So it says it didn't. It didn't stop her from trying to photograph them. She says, my work has always been kind of weird, you know, um, the Spanish photographer admitted. Uh, for me, it's it's a reality, but depending on who sees the story, it's more of a fantasy. The last time, the last time Lenz spoke with Miss Anton, um, the conversation was about Dancing Dogs, her latest project. The earth is only a little dust under our feet is the result of five years spent traveling back and forth to Iceland to explore the world of 
mythical folklore creatures. There we go. Uh, so it says here that she's 35 and she's been chasing sprites um, while doing an artist residency in Iceland in 2013. Um, her research led her to a website for an elf school. A school? An elf school. Interesting. Yep. And it goes... You know, in the article, you can see some of her pictures. And then it goes on to say, I talked I talked to the people in the village where I was staying and realized how close they were to these invisible beings, she said. It's not that they believe in them, but that they can see them and talk to them and they relate to them as if they were people, neighbors. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it, it it's okay. So they have imaginary friends, mm-hmm. essentially, pretty much. But they have imaginary friends that everybody in the right neighborhood, the, the whole has. town, the whole town's like, yeah, 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 yeah I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're there. Yep. No, totally, because there's one at my house too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, it says it's worth not seeing that everyone in Iceland says. They can see elves, fairies, unicorns, and other hidden creatures. Um, but Ms. They Anton, must be such freaking happy people. Yo. If I could have a pony in my backyard all the time, like I, a unicorn pony, I'd be so happy. <laughs> yeah, look at look at the so look at the really the logistics of moving to Iceland. <laughs> um or other hidden creatures. Um she says that there are Few locals that would tell her they don't respect those beliefs. Well, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, she just goes on to say that she went through Iceland talking to people that there was um, a day-long course at an elf school of a word that I definitely cannot pronounce, but lucky for you guys, we're going to post it. Yeah. <laughs> We post links to our show landing pages. (laughs) Um, It says where she and a handful of other foreigners learned that elves, fairies, and water sprites. um, That was my beginning, she said. Uh, That was where, that was when everything started. So she just keeps going, going on to say that tourists um, invite invite foreigners into the known elf locations, including a large rock where it's an elf habitat. Um, I wonder how many of these elves she actually have, has seen. Um, it says in 2015 construction workers who were clearing a roadway, um, in the North had to deal with mudslides and flooding. And they say that, um, the culprit, the cult, yeah, culprit, locals knew and had, there had been a very heavy rainfall or elves. So <laughs> they, <laughs> so they thought that maybe elves were the culprit of this said mudslide. Perhaps um, elves so, the you know, I think it really just goes back to kind of what you were talking about, EK, that the fact of the matter is that. Everybody, you know, very much plays into all these things, and it's just like an ongoing thing. 
And I think that that's great. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Yep. Um, but she does have some awesome photography where she seems to have caught some of these things. <laughs> Um, so she has a picture of, and we'll, 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 once again, that link will be in, in on the show landing page, which will be on the Facebook page. Yes. Um, also if you subscribe to us, uh, those links bleed through into the, uh, the show summaries on your various podcast players. Yep. Those are all true. Go to our website or subscribe to us jerks. <laughs> um, uh, but I she, to, I, I really need to be softer with my delivery. <laughs> she does describe her, um, she does describe her experience as majestic. Majestic. Yes. And she says, you very much fall into the small landscape. Um, so I think that that's just very cool. Indeed. And, and, and there it just goes to show you it's all the power of the mind. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely check it out. It's a New York Times article. We will, we will post a link and check it out. Check out the images. We're going to move on to elves. And once again... Uh, we're aware that a lot of these uh, creatures have multiple different backgrounds from multiple different points of the world. Um, so the articles that we're using tonight are, are, are just one interpretation or maybe just a couple ter- interpretations, not ne- necessarily encompassing every historical possibility of these creatures, if you, yep. if you will. Um, we're looking at elves from, uh, f- from an old Norse... Um, <clears throat> Norse mythology uh, view uh, from NorseMythology.org. Um, so yeah, the, these are these are humanist beings that are more beautiful than the sun. So I'm thinking like uh, Lord of the Rings kind of, mm-hmm. like they're tall and not short like people think, but tall and slender and 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 and, and beautiful and awesome. Let me look and let me look a little deeper into this article. <laughs> um. So so you know we, a lot of the portrayals of elves are are usually positive, but actually, um, these guys are are, are kind of tricksters, if you will, impish. Yes. Um. At times, I mean, sometimes they're described as good, sometimes they're described as bad. But the more the more the more fun stuff is the bad stuff, if you will. Uh, so they get, they get blamed for uh, human illnesses, um, but also get credited for healing them. <laughs> yeah, um, and they seem especially willing to do so when offered sacrifices. <laughs> why is it always like that? Why? Why the sacrifices? It's always sacrifices. It's always sacrifices. That's what makes the gods happy. (laughs) In olden times, what were the look? I don't like it. I don't like it. But like historically, that's when the magic was. Yeah. And we stopped sacrificing people, and like now there's no more magic. And I'm wondering, maybe we should sacrifice people. Maybe we should sacrifice a few people. Maybe we're supposed to be sacrificing people. Yeah. Um, Um. the elves made me do it. <laughs> I wonder if that was an acceptable excuse. The elves made me. I'm sure it was. The elves made me do it. So, um, so they, did you see that they they do describe them um, in Norse mythology as sort of a uh, demigod like? Yeah. Well, yeah. 
in uh their magic yeah in pre-christian mythology they have like extraordinary intuitive and, and magical powers yeah um and apparently uh humans can become elves after death um you know and there was considerable overlap between the worship of human ancestors and the worship of the elves. Hmm. Hmm. How about that? Who would have thought? I, I would not have have thought. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying it because That's I read it in the article. You, dummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so humans and elves can interbreed and produce half human, half elfin children. Mm. who often have the appearance of humans but possess extraordinary oh my god now i feel like we're getting into stuff that i don't like like is that how midgets happen dungeons and dragons fuck they don't say in this article like if elves are tall or not i don't know they don't say anything about their height not that i can see And they couldn't be too small because uh, they're banging humans and making half elves. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you might be right about that. So, oh, that's crazy. So, um, <laughs> so I feel like my uh, theory on midgets must be true then that they little, they little people. Yeah. Okay. So, fine. I don't think the midgets is a, an okay word to say. I think that might be okay. Offensive. Well, <laughs> I don't know what's offensive and what's not. All I know is that the fear that I have of them is very real. Little people. And <laughs> little people scare you. And I'm pretty sure that they are magic. Yeah, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they hatch out of eggs and volcanoes. You and have just... to wear the tinfoil hat now. I can't believe you just said that ridiculous <laughs> shit out loud. You have to put the tinfoil hat on. That was insane. <laughs> they hatch out of eggs and volcanoes. Are you serious? Have you ever seen their hands? Why? You are so horrible. What? Their hands are not real. That's not real. This is the hands of a child. And it's not it's not I I gotta stop. I'm gonna go into a tangent. It's a problem. I understand you have a fear, a fear, <laughs> and I, I, I get it. The fear is so real. But it's it's like they're just they're, like I've I've known quite a few. That's weird. Um, I've known a handful of of little people in my life, and um, <clears throat> like they're normal as shit. Like they're they're just normal people. They're just short, I'm very like, short. I just can't. Um. I can't help the fact that... And yeah, that yeah, there's some disproportion. Some of them have disproportion. And there's a word for that. Like, there's, 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 there's... I don't remember mm-hmm. all the correct terminology. Right. But, but when they're proportionate, there's a word for it. And when they're not proportionate, there's a word for it. And mm. Yeah. Mm. But it's just a little person, that's all. They're human. Okay. They're human. They're just, dif- well, they're just different. Yeah. And it's... I understand you're scary because it's different. <laughs> I don't know what it I I like I couldn't even tell you what it is because like they like they just come towards me and like my anxiety level raises up like real like serious they and come towards you how often are you encountering <laughs> little people that it's this terrifying there's, there's like one little person that lives in this area oh uh, there's one that works at the mall okay so maybe there's two <laughs> I don't know Anyway, I probably sound like a really terrible person right now, so we're just going to move on. So let's talk about fairies. <laughs> you afraid of them, too? No. I like a fairy. Give me a fairy all day. Well, those suckers bite. 
<clears throat> okay, so uh, this this website's uh, from uh, historicuk.com. And uh, it's The Origin of Fairies by Ellen Castillo. Um, and, I'll, and, and you know, the common conception is, uh, or, uh, the common perception, perception mm-hmm. of fairies is, you know, they're little uh, winged magic creatures. Um, but, like, the folklore of it is that they, uh, they, like, they, they, they weren't, like, they were like Voldemort. Like, they don't, you don't say them by the name. You don't, you don't. You don't call them fairies, so they right. call, they called them they called them the little people <laughs> or the hidden people. I don't like that. The little people. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me a fairy. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of explanations given for why people believe in them. Some some people say that they're like ghosts or or dead spirits, or that maybe they're fallen angels. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard a lot of people refer to them as fallen angels. And and there's hundreds of different kinds of fairies. Uh, some are tiny, some are tiny, some are monstrous. Um, some can fly, can they can like they can disappear and stuff. Um, but the oldest ones in, on record in England were described by a historian, Gervais of Tilbury, mm. in the 13th century, which would have been 1200 to 1299. Mm. Uh, brownies and other hobgoblins pictured on the right on the article here yeah uh are guardian fairies uh they're the useful ones that do housework and odd jobs around the house which is when when the hell does shit just get done around the house dobby brownies and hobgoblins you don't have a dobby guardian fairies mm. i thought everybody had a dobby in aberdeenshire <laughs> in aberdeenshire scotland they're hideous to look at they have no separate toes or fingers, and in the Scottish lowlands, they have a hole instead of a nose. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> That's brownies and hobgoblins. Right? Banshees, less common, more sinister. They uh, usually come around to, you know, around a tra- time of a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, in a Highland tradition, by the washer by the ford, a web-footed, one-nostrilled, buck-toothed hag. Oh, okay, good. It's <laughs> only seen washing blood-stained clothes no. when men are about to be a violent death. No, yeah. this is terrible. It's, it's, it's horrific. Um, <clears throat> goblins and bugaboos are always malignant. Avoid them if possible. Mm. Um, most of the nature fairies uh, are perhaps descendants of pre-Christian gods and goddesses or... Are the spirits of trees and streams? Huh. Black Annis, uh, a blue-faced hag, haunts the Dane Hills in Leicestershire, well. and a gentle Annie who governs storms in the Scottish Lowlands, are perhaps descended from the Celtic goddess Danu, a mother of Ireland's cave fairies. Mermaids and mermen, river spirits and spirits pools are the most common nature fairies. Oh, mermaids are my favorite. There are so many different types of fairies. There really are. Marsh gas makes the flickering flames that hover over um, marshy ground and gives rise to the belief in jack-o'-lantern or will-o'-the-wisp. Uh, a dangerous fairy that uh, haunts the marshy ground, luring unwary travelers to their death in the vaults. Oh my gosh. I know, right? Um, people, uh, in, as recently as 1962, 
A Somerset farmer's wife told how she lost her way on the Berkshire Downs and was put on the right path by a small man in green who appeared suddenly at her elbow and then disappeared. That's not a fairy. <laughs> that was a damn leprechaun. That's not a fairy. That was a damn leprechaun. Yeah. I mean, clearly he was wearing green. He had to have been Obvi- a leprechaun. Obviously. A little man. Clearly. A small man in green. Come on. Um, and then a woman on holiday in Cornwall with her daughter uh, came across a small green man with pointed hood and ears. Uh, they were so alarmed, they ran for the fairy, cold with terror. Another eyewitness account in the 20th century. So do we believe in fairies? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe fairies exist. I know that in Ireland, um, they have like little fairy fairy mounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like protected. You can't even you can't mess with them because they believe you'll stir up the fairies. Oh my goodness. I had no idea. So, <clears throat> well, aren't Let's yeah. talk about sprites. Sprites. Um I personally enjoy them. They're caffeine free. Uh, <laughs> refreshing. That cool lemon lime soda flavor. Uh it's very enjoyable. I'm not a fan of their commercial advertising though. Oh my god. Um with Lil Yachty with the piano uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand any of the words. He's, mum- he's mumbling. Little Yachty is garbage. Um, <laughs> but but I like the commercial because of the, <laughs> the cool, refreshing presentation of the Sprite. Right. But we're talking about the Sprites that are known as supernatural entities. Mm-hmm. So they're like fairy-like creatures. Right. So from what I've read, because um, I did a little bit of research, oh, okay. that there are water and land sprites, hmm. which I didn't know. As opposed to lemon and lime sprites. Oh. <laughs> Zing. Zing. <Okay. laughs> uh, Is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I did a little research. Uh, I did there's a little land research. and water sprites. <laughs> that's it. I said a little. That was so I little. I absolutely said a little. That, that was that was minute. <laughs> Holy carp! That was no research <laughs> at all. It said the it says the word sprite is derived read, from the Latin spritus. I read the first line. I read the first line. There spritus. are land fairies and water fairies. Oh wait, sprites! I changed the title. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, sprites comes from the word spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, often refers to elves and fairies, so that's why they're uh, thrown in here. Okay. Um, common in lots of parts of the world. Once again, like we, like I said at the top of the uh episode, damn it. <laughs> um, so here's what's cool about uh water sprites, also called water fairies. Um. Because they're associated with the element, they're they're said to be able to breathe water and can sometimes fly and are mostly harmless unless threatened. Um, these these are interesting because they exist in the mythology of various groups, um, like the ancient Greeks, uh, Slavic mythology. Um, uh, they had different names, but you know it's essentially they're describing the same thing. Right. Um, uh, these are different from corporeal beings like like uh, selkies or mermaids, um, because they're not purely physical and they're more like uh, more like local deities than animals. 
Okay. So yeah. Sprites in a nutshell. <laughs> Indeed. And that brings us to our halfway point. It does. <laughs> it brings us to our halfway point. Which is EK's favorite part of the show. It is my favorite part of the show. Um, because it means I get to open this little box. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna eat it. And it's true. I am gonna eat it, and I don't know what it is. So I'm gonna unbox uh, my treat today from Foodie Chick. Uh, it looks like a cake of some kind. I see icing. Yes. You had to do so much work so that Nick wouldn't tell you what it was. I know. <laughs> he was so ready to open it up and be like, what is it? I was like, no, damn it. You can't tell me. It was so funny. Okay, so that's chocolate cake. Tastes like chocolate cake. And that 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 icing though mm-hmm. is what's up. Because it's super fluffy. Is it? It is super fluffy. Okay, good. What am I eating? Okay, so you are eating a chocolate velvet cake. With cream cheese marshmallow icing. Okay. Yeah, the icing is totally banging. <laughs> um, the cake is super fluffy, moist, and the icing, man. I can't. Man. Mm. You got to hit up Foodie Chick and get you some cake. Yay! Okay, uh, so, so you, good. yeah, you can find me on Facebook at five four zero foodie chick, and you can also uh, email me at five four zero foodie chick at gmail dot com, and you can find me with a mouthful of cake. <laughs> mm, that was a delicious mystery munchie. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna eat it. <clears throat> okay. I think it's time to move on. I actually um hit the wrong button there. <laughs> um I was supposed to play uh the next uh bump and didn't, so I'm gonna play it now. But uh yeah, you know, it was the closeout to Mystery Munchie, so cool. it's okay. Yeah, it's great. So we're gonna mo- uh, move on to the weird news. <laughs> Okay, so this article comes to us from the Huff Post, um, and it is in their weird news category as NASA spacecraft picked up weird plasma sounds as it plunged into Saturn. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to play the clip. I hope. (laughs) There it is. Okay, let's see what we got here. I hear nothing. Is it not loading? I hear nothing. So loud! Is this this the sound? Yeah. 
So there is like a really strange like clicking noise in the background. very weird um the caption under it was the time was compressed from 16 minutes to 28 and a half seconds and the wave frequency was decreased by a factor of five yeah Uh, cassini captured this data on september 2nd of 2017 two weeks before the spacecraft plunged into i guess the moon i don't Hmm. know saturn right so that's kind of crazy it is crazy um and the picture of this wave is uh is also kind of crazy it is um because it's like one of those what do they call those like the geothermal or whatever where it shows like the different yeah yeah it's like a heat a thermal yeah Mm -hmm. definitely has like a thermal representation yeah um So you already read all that. But yeah, then it, it just asks the question. It says, um, is Saturn singing to one of its moons? Which is kind of a cool way of um, uh, looking at it. But the, uh, they're saying like that the moon is like a little generator. Mm-hmm. And it's like a continuous source of energy. Right. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, so, so now sweet. you find out that Saturn responds by sending signals in the form of plasma waves through the circuit of the magnetic field lines connecting to, to it, connecting it to Enceladus hundreds of thousands of miles away. Hmm. Wow. There's two papers on this discovery. That's so nuts. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. and like the sound the sound of it is you know like it almost sounds like somebody could have made the sound you know what i mean like it wasn't just naturally occurring which is pretty sweet though the fact that it was naturally occurring so i'm really excited about what about the next article yeah yeah okay so when when mysteries are popular and are popular for a long time and then they are I guess definitively solved mm-hmm. that's exciting and uh, this mirror.co.uk which I don't know how uh we we get a lot of our creepy news from mirror right yeah um, I don't know how what kind of news source it is because it is a UK news source, but <clears throat> they cite their sources, and I totally uh, suggest you, you follow up uh, and check the article if if it makes you feel if you you have a hard time uh, swallowing it. But the article says that the Amelia Earhart mystery is solved <clears throat> as a final distress calls shed light. On a disappearance after 81 years. Very cool, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like this is a, this is a long time mystery. 
But like she was, she vanished. Like it was 1937 when she disappeared, like right before, uh, was I guess the Second World War. Yeah. She was the first female pilot pilot to fly solo across the Atlantic five years earlier in 32. And they believed that they uh, crashed her seaplane uh, after it developed engine problems. But now they've analyzed her final distress calls, which reveal clues which may shed light on what really happened. See, I don't like that. It's because they were all definitive with the article, but now they're like... (laughs) So... Rick Gillespie believes he has proof that uh, Earhart crash landed on a remote South Pacific island about 2,000 miles from Hawaii and called for help for nearly a week before her plane was swept out to sea. Uh, Gillespie, who's researched the case for more than 30 years, says the distress calls were heard around the world and prompted the Navy to launch a rescue mission. Uh, He told CBS News it took the battleship a week to get there. Uh, by which time radio signals had stopped, and uh, when the planes flew over the island, they didn't see an airplane. Um, Gillespie said the calls were also heard by dozens of people who unexpectedly picked up Earhart's transmissions on their radios thousands of miles away. Her calls for help were reportedly heard in Florida, Iowa, Texas, and even Canada, where a woman said she heard a voice saying, we have taken in water, we cannot hold on much longer. Um, Gillespie's organization also re-examined bones first discovered in 1940 after they were washed up on the tiny atoll of Nikumaru, uh, part of the nation of Kiribati. And they think our heart lived out her final days as a castaway stranded in the middle of the Pacific. Hmm. So, um... That is too bad. So... There's the International Group for Historic Aircraft Discovery based in Philadelphia who's been trying to prove that the bones um, belong to her since 1998 and uh, how they appear consistent with a female of Earhart's heightened ethnic origin. Um, The bones had previously been confirmed to have belonged to a castaway and not the victim of a plane crash. crash. Um... So there's, you know, this entire final chapter of her life that people don't know about. Um, you know, struggling to survive as a castaway. That's craziness. <clears throat> I mean, it's too bad that she just, like, disappeared and no one really knew what happened to her until, until now. So, um... I mean, they said that... If they said that they, you know, that... They had heard her. I wonder why nobody, um, nobody tried to find her. Well, supposedly they did, but by the time the planes got there, the, her plane had already washed away. Oh, okay. Um, however, um, the speculation in, in the 1940 that the remains were hers. The British authorities said no after a doctor concluded that the bones were from a male. Uh, the bones were subsequ- subsequently lost, but the doctor's files were uncovered in 1998 and included the skeletal measurements, which showed that the length of the forearm was larger than average. So this aircraft recovery group has now re-examined the doctor's finding and comparing the ratio of the skeleton's upper and lower arm bones 
to that from a clear phot photograph of Earhart standing in a short sleeve top and concluded that the two ratios were virtually identical. Oh. So Jeff Glickman, who is a forensic imaging specialist, consulted by the group, examined the length of the two bones, the radius and the humerus, and her left arm and found that the ratio was uh, 0.76. Huh. So then it's... Um... The same as what they found. Pretty, well, that pretty closely matched the uh, 0.5756 observed in the skeleton. Right. Which was longer than the average 0.73 for a woman born late 19th century. Mm -hmm. So it uh, kind of gives a little credo to the story that she may be became a castaway right well that's crazy that's too bad for all that and especially since they um tried to rescue her and they couldn't that's terrible yeah i mean it's 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 sad um <laughs> So what the hell with the corn dog, the living cor <laughs> the, the last article we have tonight is about a living corn dog <laughs> crawling around on this lady's porch. Like, there's a damn video of this little corn. Did you see the video? It's like a little corn dog worm. It is so it, weird. It's, it looks like a little corn dog. It's so weird. It looks, um, like, it looks like a little potato with a tail. Right. So it's inch it along. So it actually comes from the same news source. It comes from Mira UK. Um, and it says, what on the earth is, what on earth is it? Um, this woman was really like horrified to find this thing crawling across her porch. It's really strange. It was five inches long. Um, she said it, it resembled a sausage with a long, thin tail. Um, and it was just seen like slithering along the wall on her porch. Not on the wall, but along like the base and the crack. Right, like where the baseboards are. Um, and This thing was way too heavy to, to climb up a wall. <laughs> right. Um, it says the mystery creature resembles both a rat and a maggot. Um, and it was caught wriggling um, against the skirting board at her Southampton home. Um, the five-inch long specimen resembles a sausage with a long, thin tail, baffled, um, it has baffled social media users across the country. Um, there's been a fierce debate as to what the alien-like creature is. Um, the strange specimen was believed to be larger than normal rat-tailed maggot, which eventually turns into a drone fly. That's fucking weird. Yeah, those things are usually like uh, less than an inch long. Are they? And the tail can be long as six inches. But, oh my uh, gosh. One can believe, but but. This thing is. Let me tell you. This thing looks freaking enormous. I would lose my shit if I saw something like that. Um, the woman described it as moving like an it, like a worm, but it was larger in size with a long, thin tail without a face or legs. Um, her friends were quick to offer their insight into what they believed that it could have been. One even said. That thing is absolutely gross. I've never seen something so disgusting. Oh my god, please get rid of it. Um <laughs> I love the comments. 
on the uh, guy scrolling down. And oh, on it. like the actual article. It's, it's just a rat in a full body condom. They're becoming quite <laughs> health conscious, apparently. <laughs> so they're just like. I just love it. <laughs> they're just wearing like coats. That's cool. <laughs> Look, that that is that is rank. It looks like a turd on a string. <laughs> Um, but they, you know, people just go on to, to think of what it could be. And, um, that was all they're guessing, but you know, we're going to post the article. So you'll be able to read for yourself all of the fun, fun comments that people made. It's a shit a pillar. It's a shit a pillar. <laughs> I think crap a pillar is better. Yeah. That is funny. I love it. But it's exciting. Do we have any exciting events that um, are going on this week um, we'll that th- we know of? Well, uh, I'll be at uh, Spencer Devon for the drag show Friday night. Oh, drag show. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I think that starts at nine o'clock, or, or doors open at nine o'clock. And then prior to that, they're doing an art show. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, because it is First Friday, and First Fridays are all about art downtown. Okay, you know what's up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you want to plug? More, more foodie chick stuff. Food, 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 food and treats. Food and treats. <laughs> food Delicious and treats. food and treats. Weird shit and treats. Um, Mm-mm-mm. food and treats. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's anything else that I can plug for my stuff. Come find me. Go find Foodie Chick because yeah, find me. It is delicious. I make cool stuff: marshmallows, cakes, all kinds of neat stuff. So many good treats. Yeah. So many, so many good treats. For sure. Um. So I guess yeah, we can go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah. It's a little bit of a short show this evening, but that's okay. Um. We got some more stuff we're going to dive into next week. Uh, I believe we're going to look into a reincarnation. And, yes. Uh, and, uh, we're, you know, once again, we're, we're just getting into things. This is only episode five, so we're, 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 we're touching on lots of different stuff to yeah, just to see what's what. And uh, if anything deserves more attention or, or get some feedback from you guys where you're like, no, we want more. We want more about elves. Yeah. No, we want more holes. We we want we want a <laughs> seven part. part we want a seven part series on holes. Oh gosh. Um, I'm just saying we'll we'll give you what you want, but you got to tell us. Yeah. Um, so so subscribe. Um, get on the website. Find us on Facebook. Um, Facebook slash Center of Infinity. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on iTunes and and all the places where you get your podcasts, and. Um, or you can go to our Facebook or landing page where we'll have all the links for stuff that will be posted shortly after the show. Yep. But thank you for listening. We're going to go ahead and tune out. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Indeed. This is EK the DJ with Courtney. We'll see you next time.